Welcome to Naval Gazing, Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll, valleyindie.org. That's an online newspaper, non-profit online newspaper with one full-time employee, me, you're listening to him, covering Ansonia Derby and Seymour when I can. I was on vacation last week. I'm recording this on July 14th. I was on vacation last week. I wish I was still on vacation. I'll tell you why. I'm angry. You know, with one person, I got to, you know, you got you to gotta plan your, your schedule out a little bit exactly. My wife's birthday is coming up on Saturday. So today I was like, oh, man, my wife's birthday is coming up. I better go to the mall, get some presents. So I packed the kids in the car. We went to the Trumbull Mall. We did some shopping. I bought them shoes, sneakers. Stuff like that. Went to Maddie's, got my chicken cutlets, got my meatballs. All in anticipation of, uh, all in anticipation of a meeting, a municipal meeting in the city of Derby coming up uh, at uh, 7 o'clock. Derby, Connecticut. What a nice small Connecticut town. They've got just five square miles. That's all they got there. But uh, but it turns out, like, I thought the meeting was on Zoom. You know, I go to the website yesterday, the City of Derby website, and I see there in the little calendar thing under 2022 and today's date, web meeting and a web ID. So I even shared it on Facebook. Sorry, it was wrong. It was not, it was not on Zoom. It was in person. When you click the actual agenda, which I did, it did say on there uh, in person. But it's been a long time of meetings on Zoom, Derby. <sighs> so I couldn't go there because I had my kids with me and I set up, you know. So basically, I, that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why this podcast uh, is existing. I heard, okay, so the, the news of the meeting was going to be two things I thought were of interest. The Senior Center merger with Ansonia was coming up again. There was a new term sheet that just addressed some parking issues that the Derby Board of Aldermen, some members, had brought up as an issue previously. <clears throat> but anyway, they still didn't do it, from what I understand. Derby sent it back to a committee. So uh, the, the meeting, I, I did talk to Derby officials. I was texting people angrily, saying, Hey, I didn't know this was uh, in person. How'd all the people who showed up, how'd they know that thing was in person? Somebody told them, that's how. It was a rigged audience, it had to be. But anyway, so I'm doing uh, today's uh, broadcast there. I'm going to play for you one hour. Are you ready for this? One hour from Ansonia. Good evening, residents of the great city of Ansonia. This is Mayor David Cassetti. From the Armory the other day, the public hearing that went on for a very long time. It had to be at least two hours, right? All told, it was about 130 degrees in the armory, at least. I'm talking like, you know, with, with 130% humidity. I melted. I lost a couple of pounds, which didn't hurt. But they had this public hearing on whether to sell eight acres on Olson Drive, formerly the Riverside Apartment Complexes, to Primrose Development, John Ged's company, to build a private recreation space. So I wrote a lot. Uh, go to valleyindy.org, go on the main section there. You can see the story that I wrote from the other day. So uh, I'm just, this is the audio. This is, uh, it's about one hour. Just want to get it, I guess, uh, on the record. If you want to go back and uh, visit this 20 years from now, here it is. Two things I guess I should bring up. I didn't mention in the article, there's been a lot of back and forth about this whole thing, whether Ansonia should do this, 
Uh, the city Democrats have raised issues with the process by which city government has done this. So, uh, okay, there was an appraisal done, right? There's two appraisals. I think one of the appraisals by the city, I think it came in at $1.3 million. And then a year or two or within two years, maybe three years, they did another appraisal and it was $510,000. So they had two appraisals, same property, went from $1.3 million to $510,000. So I asked the city, what's the difference between the two appraisals? Why was one so high and the next so low? And I talked to the appraiser, a guy based in Derby, and he said he, he did the second appraisal. He said, I went back and I looked at the first appraisal, which uh, is normal when you, when you start to, uh, you know, a new appraisal, and learned that the uh, first appraisal had the zoning wrong. The city's planning and zoning department had changed the zoning uh, from, the, you know, at the time of the, the first appraisal. It wasn't the zoning. So he said, if you base it on that zoning, the appraisal was based on this maximum number of housing you could get on that site during the time of that first appraisal, and that didn't apply then. So uh, he stopped short of calling it a mistake, but that was the difference between the two. He appraised it based on the more current zoning, came out of $510,000. City submitted that to HUD. HUD looked it over, thought it was the fair market value as well, and that's why the purchase price was $510,000. The other thing was, okay, the Connecticut Post had reported that John Marini, the Corporation Council, said that HUD required recreation on that site. The Post additionally reported that um, HUD said, we do not require it. I reached out to HUD myself and asked them a whole bunch of pointed questions about recreation, and they said, we were aware in Sonia's long-term plans for recreation on Olson Drive. We were aware that's what they wanted to do but we did not require it in any way, shape, or form. They could have done something else there. Perhaps we would approve that too. Our main concern was that the use, whatever future use there, did not harm, quote, harm, unquote, the community. And by that, they meant you can't take, you can't take federally subsidized land, buy it, and then, you know, put Trump Tower on there. You literally, because, I mean, to, to get what, to, you know, they, they destroyed Riverside Apartments, which was uh, federally subsidized housing. So you can't bulldoze low-income homes and replace it with high-end condos. HUD would not have released uh, their deed warranty or their supervision of the land had that been the case. That being said, City of Ansonia, because I've asked Marini and Sheila O'Malley this a bunch of times over the years, they had never told me that HUD, quote-unquote, required recreation. They always said that well, they like what they see, and we have to satisfy them. So basically their stance is, okay, HUD didn't say in black and white, recreation must go on this land, but they wouldn't have relisted, lifted the deed restriction if it wasn't something they liked. So they might not put it in blood, but they're winking at them. Yeah, yeah, we like recreation. Keep going that way. Uh, the other interesting thing, like to list uh, the, or the, the HUD approval, I posted a letter there from February 2021. And I know there's so much, if you, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I apologize. You have to go back and, and, and read this story. But it, it talks about public benefit and it's a public need, you know, whatever future use goes there. And I had asked HUD, well, how on earth is a private recreation facility that you have to pay for, how does that benefit the public, specifically low-income residents, if you have to go there and pay? 
And I said, was part of the thing, you know, they have to give a discount or something? Do they have to make sure that it's open to all? And HUD's like, no, no, we don't. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. They're like, no, that's not our deal. That's, we don't go that far. But uh, the public benefit was, okay, recreation in general can be thought of as a public benefit. And the real public benefit is that the money from the sale is used for federally subsidized housing elsewhere in Ansonia. Oh, you know what? There's Paracon this weekend in Ansonia. I think that's the big event. Uh, here, I'll give a free ad. These guys never buy an ad. 99 bucks, you bums! Looking at you, CT Cult Classics. But uh, I'll play the ad. This is kind of funny. It's weird. We are the shaman and the showman. Join us July 16th and 17th, Saturday and Sunday, for Connecticut's premier paranormal convention at the Ansonia Armory. The city of Ansonia's Mayor Cassetti has some psychic predictions for us. Correction, shaman. It is the amazing clairvoyant Cassetti. Clairvoyant Cassetti. By the way, the amazing Kreskin's going to be at this thing at the Ansonia Armory over the weekend. What's your first prediction? My first prediction is I predict that Paracon will be more successful than last year's sellout crowd. What is your second prediction, oh, that's Mayor? My, that's my ringer. My second prediction oh, is that everyone will have a spectacular time at the Paracon. Any last predictions, Clairvoyant Cassetti? Could you ease up on that red light? I'm trying to make a prediction here. And I predict that you will be joining us Saturday and Sunday, July 16th and 17th at the Ansonia Armory. All right, yeah, so uh, that's coming up. So I guess now, without further ado, that you've had my unhinged rant... Uh, let's play the audio from the public hearing. Oh, wait, no, not another one's coming on. Should we just, let's just do the Ansonia song. What the heck? Hello. How are you? Great, great. Yes, come visit Ansonia. There's so much to do here in Ansonia. Valley Indy used to be here too. The streets are with people. Send us your FOI request. Exciting things are happening. We're recharging our downtown. Come Seymour go jump in a lake. This is WADS Sansonia Stratford Trumbull.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ansonia Armory in the public hearing. My name is John Marini, and I've been asked to lead a brief presentation to kick off our hearing today on what this proposal is and a brief uh, review of where we've been up till now. So I hope you can see the um, PowerPoint behind you. A brief timeline. In 2007, this property, as I'm sure many of you know, was at that time owned by the Ansonia Housing Authority and subject to um, a declaration of trust, a deed restriction, in other words, by HUD, the Federal Housing uh, Authority. Residents at that time, in 2007, bonded $5.7 million at referendum. Many of you um, may have been part of that referendum to demolish the buildings to pave a way for a future for the property. At the time, HUD considered it to be a process that would result in a one-to-one -one replacement of those apartments back onto Olson Drive. Why was the demolition done? Beyond matters of the buildings being distressed, Olson Drive had become a stigma for the community. The scene of crimes, as reported by various papers and known to the community, um, both deaths, robberies, shootings, um, and there was a real hope that a new future could be paved for the downtown and Olson Drive specifically. It was Mayor Del Volpe who was instrumental in pushing this project to referendum, and it was under Mayor Del Volpe that demolition of the properties began in 2009. This would certainly not be an overnight process, and the mayor and his staff worked to ensure that it was on track to, uh, to complete as quickly as possible. However, along the way, there were challenges. Even before the demolition was, uh, was uh, halfway done, the city of Ansonia and its housing authority um, were actually sued. Litigation was commenced against the city and the housing authority alleging discrimination and requesting that Ansonia be forced to rebuild starting 48 of the demolished units and that any proposal to transfer the property to the city for redevelopment be outright rejected. Additionally, they wanted to continue the demolition only with an agreement that the units would be fully replaced. Um, at this time, HUD flatly rejected any attempt to hold Wilson Drive for any other purpose, specifically to allow it to be open space, and threatened action against the city of Ansonia if it took steps to move forward with any other development beyond subsidized housing. Um, and, and certainly back in the newspapers from 2013, the Valley Independent Sentinel, Connecticut Post documented and memorialized um, these challenges. HUD specifically stating that the land could not be sold without HUD permission. We flash forward to 2014 under now Mayor David Cassetti, working with a new Housing Authority Director, Troy White, paved out a plan that would essentially have the amount of units that needed to be restored on the property, a plan of 48 units returning to Olson Drive, and also a collaborative development that would see the Ansonia police station, a new police station, uh, be built on Olson Drive. Um, this looked to be a great step that HUD would approve, that would serve our housing needs in the city, which are critical, and at the same time bring development opportunities into the downtown. 
But that plan was complicated uh, when it was realized updated floodplain regulations also drive us in a flood zone, made it far, far more costly to return housing to Olson Drive. That in fact, any housing would have to be built up, built on multi-levels, and made it far more costly than anticipated. Meanwhile, demolition was completed. It wasn't until 2019, when Mayor Cassetti worked with a new director of the Housing Authority, Steve McConnell, to give way to a new phase of negotiations for Olson Drive. HUD, appreciating the costliness that the floodplain regulations posed, was willing to consider off-site housing in exchange for a return of housing to Olson Drive. On certain conditions, first of all, that this property would be sold at fair market value. Importantly, that the proceeds of whatever sale was made would benefit public housing and the residents of public housing here in the city of Ansonia. Also, HUD was clear that any proposal would have to articulate a public benefit. And there were certain uses that would not be permitted. For example, luxury housing, a market rate housing, which usually commands the most value for real estate, would not be allowed. And nor would anything that would be deemed by HUD to be dangerous to the community. Of course, the administration under Mayor Cassetti and this Board of Aldermen sought development downtown. Um, the city, of course, maintains already over 13 properties that are recreation in use, um, properties which are maintained by Ansonia Public Works, and of course, which, as, as, as they are currently existing, need support, need upgrades, need improvements, everything from Nolan Field to Colony Park and our nature center. Moreover, the city desperately needs in its downtown continued economic development. Economic development not only to keep the tax base stable, to keep taxes down, but also to generate the revenue absolutely necessary to continue the hiring of teachers, to afford the best possible services for both youth and our seniors, to allow for investments in our sidewalks, in our streets, in our aging infrastructure. It is an absolute priority of this administration, speaking on, on behalf of the staff, that without that economic development, without revenue being generated, that we cannot, um, we cannot upkeep our commitments to our existing residents, our existing properties, and our existing services. So the city would not contemplate a purchase of Olson Drive without a plan for end use. Because of course, as I mentioned, HUD required a purchase of this property at fair market value. And as would be confirmed in an independent appraisal that would go on to be approved by HUD, by all elements of HUD, this property was worth $510,000. That being an appraised value that HUD agreed with and lower than it had been before, of course, because of the floodplain regulations. HUD required that this fair market value be paid and that it support properly new housing. So the administration and the Board of Aldermen began a bit of a balancing act to find out how can we satisfy an objective of revenue, economic development for the city, while at the same time serving the public good in a way that HUD would deem appropriate and approved. And at the same time, of course, all of this going to support public housing here in the city of Gensonia. And a strategy that the board and the mayor used their discretion to pursue was for private recreation. 
It was felt that such a strategy would generate taxes and economic activity in the downtown area, both on the property and ancillary areas of the property, outside of the property, related businesses, related traffic, but also be beneficial to the public. And based on conversations preliminarily that we had with HUD, we realized that HUD was favorable, like the idea of a recreation-style complex that would benefit um, health purposes, recreation purposes of uh, youth in the area. And we understood that the developer, a private developer, could afford to purchase this property at fair market value, meaning the city would not have to be out of pocket a half a million dollars to acquire it. So that being our strategy, the city, mayor, board of aldermen set to work with the application. Because of course in 2019, it's important to note, the city does not own Olson Drive. The housing authority still did, subject to the deed restrictions that HUD put in place. And it wasn't clear if an application to HUD for the approval to purchase it for this use would even be granted. So the city went about soliciting for a recreation-based project, because the idea was that a narrow scope would keep things on track to a project that we felt could be approved. And we believed um, that the RFP response that we received from Primrose Realty, which featured a soccer and multi-sport development, was in line with something that HUD would grant us approval on. The goal was very simple from the outset, which was to submit a successful application to move this redevelopment project forward. 2019 to 2022, that was our application process. It took over two years. This was no simple matter to put in front of HUD. We used the services of, an, uh, of a consultant that was hired by the Ansonia Housing Authority. It was a process that began before COVID. It continued in earnest all during the early quarantine periods. Many conversations with HUD officials to get this application granted. Um, Ultimately, HUD and state housing approved this project early this year. And we do have a, an approval based on this buyer and this use. Now, the next step, of course, would be to negotiate final terms with the prospective purchaser, the developer that submitted the bid. The project itself is a 13 plus million dollar investment that consists of an outdoor soccer field and two indoor facilities. It's intended to house both multi-sport and family entertainment tenants. So this will be a developer renting out this facility to a host of sports-related uses and also entertainment uses that could gel well with them. I'm sure many are familiar with the complex in Shelton right now, the ice skating rink complex, and we consider it to be a similar development in spirit to that. In connection with where the negotiations have gone, um, we've made clear that the city would like to see um, public incentives offered as part of the project. And the developer will be, as according to his uh, proposal and our agreement, offering a 10% discount to all residents for all programs offered at this facility. Now, of course, the developer himself is running the programs, so essentially he would be requiring that every lease of the property include a 10% discount for Ansonia residents. This could be very significant when you factor in some of the high-level training programs would be quite costly. Also, the developer would be allowing the city of Ansonia and its sports teams, as need be, use of this facility 
sport free. So think about perhaps tournaments, large games, or sport unrelated activities such as concerts or other events. Moreover, the purpose of any development agreement and any ability to offer incentives is not just to get development, but to get development on the city's terms. Many of you have seen development in Connecticut, development uh, where developers buy property and they sit on it for years, but properties do not get developed. Here at Ansonia, we have been very, very firm on development agreements that establish clear timelines and that institute protections in case those timelines are not met. For example, a right of reverter where the city could pull back a property if a developer doesn't deliver on time or changes course in the middle of the development. We want to make sure the city has control and that the end product we're incentivizing is the product that we incentivize for. In turn, we're, we, the city we is proposing to incentivize with a tax incentive this project to secure development on the city terms. Um, it's important to understand that this is not a tax waiver in any sense. This property, while it's been appraised at half a million dollars, is currently assessed for two million dollars. And pursuant to the tax incentive uh, agreement that we've negotiated with the developer, that two million assessment would be the basis of the agreement. That two million assessment would be frozen for the first three years, and for the next 14 years, it would progress up by 5% a year. That means in the first three years, each of those years, the property would be generating about $75,000 in tax revenue. This is a property that has, to my knowledge, never generated tax revenue, or at least has not since the early 60s when it was used in, uh, in the scope of housing. Um, in addition to that, it's important to understand that an agreement like this may work well for the developer if assessments continue to climb, but of course, given economic conditions, if assessments drop, the city will be protected, and that $2 million assessment will be the assessment regardless of what happens for the market if the market declines. Fifteen years is the amount of time right now from the beginning of the demolition process to where we are right now. 15 years is obviously more than a decade. Um, it's quite some time to wait for development. Um, I can speak on behalf of the staff and the mayor that it's our absolute priority to restore this property to public use um, in, in a manner that um, generates revenue while serving the public, while serving economic development and purposes. And of course, bottom line, we are helping further public housing in the city of Ansonia, as this transaction is allowing the housing authority to proceed with off-site development. Um, we're very proud of what we've been able to put together here, and that we've been able to unlock this opportunity um, in the face of so many challenges. Um, at this point, I'm going to ask if any other staff has any other comments they would like to make. I hope you all could hear this presentation loud and clear, and thank you so much for being here to share your opinions and thoughts with the Board of Aldermen. And also lastly, you know, this project is one that had begun um, obviously some time ago, um, not too long before I became an alderman for the first time. And I do, and I hope it shows in the presentation, want to respect the efforts of our current administration, but also our past administration, uh, Mayor James Del Volpe and his team, um, as this was truly a bipartisan group effort to take what was a, a tremendous challenge for the city and to turn it into right now um, what we believe is, is truly a bright 
um, future for our city and our residents. Thank you.
I wanted to see it be low income housing. My aunts lived there. Um, I never actually lived there, but I used to always, I used to always, um, Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Um, my my aunts and uncles and cousins live there. Development of that site. 
Amos and Black. Like many of you, I'm concerned with the quality of life in my community, the well-being of it, the tax base, and the tax burden that we will share. If we are allowed to allow the development of the recreation complex at Olson Drive site, I urge the developer of that site and the city to consider incorporating various forms of exercise for the public in the design as well as the sustainability of that facility and that building of such a development. Any building that's going to house an indoor soccer field has to be enormous. And with that said, then I would think that every action would be taken to make it sustainable, i.e. solar panels, i.e. water collection and conversion system, i.e. with a mindset of climate change, which we all know that we're experiencing right now. Um, a green building design would be great at that location. As you know, that that piece of property is in full sun all day long. What could be better than a large solar array at that site? Um, in addition to that, I'm also concerned with the health and well-being of my community. And there's nothing better, in my opinion, than a garden. If that roof is as big as it looks in that picture, maybe community gardens could be located on the top of the roof as a green roof and access to those community gardens could be via the building inside itself with a water collection and storage system built into that. We have community gardens at the Ansonia Nature Center, but you have to have a car to get there. Nobody's going to walk up those big hills from the west side of the Ansonia. And I know we have little pocket community gardens as well, but a big community garden, welcome of this city would be a community uh, gathering place. A community center would be a wonderful idea as well. Um, permeable paving for any parking that's going to take place on that site should be instituted to, di to diminish runoff into the Nottingham River. Um, exercise station trail would be great. So people could walk a trail and exercise at those stations while, it's, while they're doing so. I'd like to um, move across Olson Drive for a minute to the Naugatuck River. We are a community that has a river that runs right through it, and yes, sometimes it ran over the community as well. But that was taken care of pretty much by those huge um, flood control walls on which we have City Trail River Walk, which is great, and I use that on a regular basis. And I just heard that the Derby side of that trail is one of the best used trails in the entire state of Connecticut. So the people are there, they like using those trails, and I would like to see that continued and encouraged. With, <laughs> with the pollinator pathway along our Sonia Path to encourage pollinators to visit that site. Um, the Naugatuck River Access and Riverbed, Riverfront Park would be something for everyone. How about um, we have this river that runs through our midst, but nobody has access to the water at all. When I worked at the Nature Center, we actually took kids from Olson Drive living in that community to the river to turn over rocks and see what lived in the river. 
So if we could put in a canoe and a kayak, put in, that would be great. Um, so fisheries would be something that would be desirable. Fishing is something people like to do. And all those fish that die at the bottom of the Kinneytown Dam could be caught by people that wanted to make use of them. Whitewater runs. I saw rapids on that river and when I worked at the Nature Center and afterwards and before, my husband and I and some friends used to kayak on that river, putting in below the Kinneytown Dam and kayaking down the river and got hung up on those rapids more than once. So that's a little bit of white water that's already there. Okay, a Riverside Park and land improvements would be great. And I'm gonna pass these out. I only have like half a dozen of these. I'll read some at each table if I can. And on the back of these sheets where my remarks are located, there is a, a plan for a, a like this in downtown Ansar that has already taken place in Franklin Falls, New Hampshire. A very distressed community there, which has built this Riverside Park and practiced all kinds of businesses, restaurants, and attention in that location. So when I pass these out, please take a look at that. There's also a place right in New Haven, Connecticut, called the Trust for Public Land, which is in the business of helping communities like ours develop things like this. So, okay, thank you for listening to me.
Um, my concern is that the city really backed the financial solvency of Pringles companies since they're asking for enormous tax abatement and cheap land, one quarter of the real resale value. Uh, I'm concerned with their solvency. I'm also concerned that uh, how are they going to get the $13 million to fund this project with a low interest rate? Uh, the second issue is we get into another COVID situation and this facility cannot generate any revenue. How are we going to pay their mortgage for taxes and the interest to the bank? I said bankruptcy and just walk away from everything. Um, Primrose should supply the city of Saudi Arabia business plan that shows the revenues, income, and expenses to give us a comfort feeling so we know that we're not at risk down the road. Okay? Uh, unfortunately, this is topic all over the country. I see sports complexes all over the country. Uh, they could have built in Stafford, they could have built in Bridgeport, they could have built anywhere else. Um, and some of you kind of question we're getting a sweetheart deal, both on the land and the tax deal. Um, this is not a big charge to sit in Sony. This is a giveaway. We're not generating a lot of taxes. $75,000 a year in taxes. Uh, there's going to be extra police maintenance and other expenses coming from those dollars to run this facility. Primrose um, is a small company, a small regional company. This project is almost double the size of any project they build, which is mostly apartment buildings and uh, medical buildings. Uh, I don't think they have the expertise this year. They're going to have to hire all that out, which is going to cost them a lot of money. And with inflation today, the cost of materials and everything will be going up, so the project will be more expensive by the time they complete. Um, so basically, what's going to thank you for looking for uh, development, I think a better plan, developers will jump in that property at $50,000 per lot. Condo developers will build in condos. You can have $15, $20 million of condos there with no tax payment, generating $1 to $2 million in taxes in a short period of time. That's the way to go, not to a sports development that's going to be very, very risky and really doesn't provide much tax revenue to City Grand Center. Thank you. and events and stuff like that, uh, I would be all for it. Um, 
we do travel to complexes. I was at one last night for, for my high school team. We're in Bethany, we're in Trumbull, we're in um, Woodbridge, all great complexes, um, well done, well designed, um, and they're busy, they're constantly busy. People are coming in, bringing their kids. Um, I think the opportunity of having other sports or open, you know, open concept to one of the buildings to bring other things in, like what Shelton does, another great idea. So you can't have a yoga studio, or you can't have you know, stuff geared for kids, stuff like that. So um, I am the last political person in the world. I do not play any sides whatsoever. I hate politics, to be honest. Um, but if it's an opportunity to do something with the land rather than sit and do nothing, I would be absolutely for it. Problems with the procedures the cities have, the city has used to direct, that directly violate Sonia's charter, which corporate counsel has called the city's rulebook. Let me be clear: if this board approves this transaction, we're complicit in the charter violations and we're violating the rights of your constituents. Specifically, Article 20, Section 215 is very clear about the timelines and processes required by the city when it decides to sell city-owned properties. The city acquired Olson Drive property from the Housing Authority in April and decided to engage Primrose companies not long thereafter to negotiate a sale. However, prior to deciding to sell, the city is mandated to follow these procedures. The first one is to get a favorable A24 for planning and zoning, which they did at their last meeting. <clears throat> With the favorable A24, now the Board of Aldermen can proceed to have the land appraised. The last appraisal was done in February of 2021. The charter mandates a new appraisal must be secured. The next step after that appraisal is that the Board of Aldermen must hold a public hearing, but they must hold it before deciding to sell and advertising for bids. This public hearing, as it turned in terms of the charter requirements, is invalid since the city has already decided to sell to a specific bidder and has advertised for bids on behalf of the Housing Authority. Also, the city has no intention to put the property back out for bid, even though it is mandated by the charter. By not holding this hearing prior to bid and sale, the city has violated the charter and denied the rights of the residents of Ansonia to speak on the matter. The next step after that would be upon the receipt of the appraisal, the city is required to advertise for bids. The appraisal being used to value the property for $510,000 was conducted in February of 2021 and per part of this section. It's upon the receipt of that appraisal that the property should go out for bid. But the original request for proposal, while it was housing authority property, was conducted in 2019. Despite the charter requirements, the city is now choosing to forego the bid process and simply awarding the property to Primrose upon approval from the Board of Aldermen. The original RFP was so oddly narrow, demanding one indoor and one outdoor recreation field that only one developer applied. Surprise, surprise. If the city is to complete a legal transaction, the entire process outlined in section 2215 must be followed now that the city has acquired the Olson Drive property. Except for the favorable 824, the procedure thus far does not comply with these regulations. And I want the board to understand that none of what has occurred prior to the city acquiring this property in April satisfies the requirements of the charter. 
Ladies and gentlemen of the board and of the public, this is strictly a matter of law, not politics, as some would have you think. In my eyes and the eyes of many residents, the transaction was made from the start. And the answer to the question is why. All the city needed to do was follow the charter, and it's not too late for them to do so, but it seems that a decision was made, maybe negligently, maybe possibly with intent, to bend and break those rules to get this transaction done. The mayor recently claimed that his administration is the most transparent the city has ever seen. Well, if words have legal rights, the word transparent should sue the city for slander over this transaction. With all due respect to this board, to corporate counsel, and to the mayor, what in God's name is going on here?
Hello, my name is Gary Ford Jr., 14 Kathy Lane. Um, first, I just want to start off by saying it's a shame on how um, political all this has become. Um, you know, it's sad that considering over two administrations, one Democrat, one Republican, multiple years of hard work being put into this, and now we're finally at a point where we can see an end result, a good end result for the city. Um, I'm definitely in favor of this. I'm newly married, looking to have kids, and I want to put in roots, and I think this is something that would greatly benefit the city, not just on taxes, but a project like this is almost like a tree. When you plant a tree, you start getting all these little brush that pops up underneath, new trees start sprouting around it. It's going to grow the city. You're going to have people, not just the city residents coming to this place, but towns away, two towns, three towns. Like the rings and shine brings in multiple people into the area. And you have businesses that sprout up. You're going to have people who are going to want to come into the city and live here now because they see the development that's happening. Um, you know, I'm a, a firefighter in the community and we've seen projects like the Valley Fire School be dangled in front of our eyes and then taken away. This is a project that's not going away. It's here. Let's move on it and let's just get it done for the people. Let's do this.
working. Well, you're in the back there in the cheap seats. My name is Tom Segan. I represent Matthew McGowan and a lawsuit he brought against the city of Anzone regarding Olson Drive. But today, I'm not speaking on his behalf, I'm speaking on him. Reside at 52 State Street here in Anzone. And what's occurring today is shameful. There's certain rules, there's certain statutes that are must be filed before the city disposes of this property. I'm going to read to you number seven. If the appraised value of the real property is $250,000 or higher, the Board of Aldermen must hold a public hearing before deciding to sell advertisement bids. The order of operations here, there is no order. Everything is out of order. And what it's creating is a situation in which the people of Ansonia not just the 60 people behind me, but the other 16,000. Not giving them an opportunity to speak up about this disposition of this property. Essentially, you're silencing their speech. I strongly recommend that you reconsider the people of Ansonia before doing what you do. Thank you. Generations to come. Back to my words. 
A waterfront area with retail, restaurants, plenty of open space for recreation would attract a lot more people to the area than a private pay-to-play soccer facility that most people in Insonia cannot afford to participate in. And yes, I am aware that this statement and everyone else's at this meeting will make no difference in your decision to sell the land. Probably tonight. But please, do not think that this fight is over. We will continue to fight for Ansonia for what we believe is right for Ansonians, both taxpayers and renters. The hilltop, the north end, and we will represent the voices that you all have ignored. Thank you.
Spit commercial. Uh, we did the covering pipes, and we also are sewing contract, so we can do uniforms or anything like that. Um, so I just want to present myself and glad to be here again. I used to live here. Um, I used to live in Asonia, Derby, and Shelton um, back in the early 80s, especially when they had the projects here at the time. Um, I moved away, didn't like the environment, but I love it now. Here is a lot of serenity, it's comfortable, it's cozy, and for somebody like myself who has a small business, I hope that you guys will reach out. Thank you. Hi, Matthew McGowan, 40 Winter Street in Sony, Connecticut. I've lived here for 18 years. And I'm fortunate enough to make more than the average salary here in Sony. If you don't know what the average salary is, by the way, it's about $32,000 a year. Not the median, the average. Very important. I could move to quite a few places in Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, but I choose to stay here because I believe in Ansoni. I believe in the people who live here. Now, this is not my first fight, I suppose. Last year, as many of you may remember, I fought against a proposed motel. Hotel, whatever you want to call it that was coming to the city. And stated before, and as some of our, our elected officials right now accuse me of, but I stated against what they said, is they're against, I'm, they say I'm against development. I'm not. I am for development that brings equality and equity to the city of Ansonia. Once again, this is something that that does not do. But I digress. I've come here tonight specifically to say enough is enough with this deal. And to follow our city's charter, imagine if the President of our United States decided not to follow the Constitution. Just imagine everyone for a brief second. The amount of chaos that would happen Disorder, corruption all throughout the streets. If that were to happen. This is what our city charter. I'm oh, sorry. May I move above? This, our city charter, is our constitution to the great city of Ansonia, as our mayor says. So from one American to another, I ask. Not just the Board of Aldermen, not just the Mayor of Ansonia, 
but all the residents of Ansonia, why is our city's constitution not being followed? Thank you. Yeah, ride the dinosaur. 